Garrett's Log, Earth Date 2.11.21.1353. I remain committed and yet bogged down in the mission to launch my sales funnel for Galaxy Born. I know I've been promising this. But uh, I've taken a slight detour, let us say. The ship of creation must ever sail on, must never be dissuaded from its epic quest. And yet, there are times when you have to go a little slower to go a little faster. You know, I... There's an interesting there's an interesting military lesson that World War II showed the world. You know that the tank was invented. I know we're going on a curiosity journey. Just stick with me on this. The tank was invented in World War One. By the way, if you'd like to learn everything there is to know about tanks and their history and their use in warfare, uh, there's a great show on Netflix called Age of Tanks. Highly recommend it. I love it. Uh, the invention of the tank was revolutionary because the problem in World War I is everyone was bogged down in trenches, and if you even dared stick your head out, you were going to get sniped or shot at, and getting across just a few yards of land was, you know, bloody hell. And uh, there was a stalemate at work, which is people, you know, for months you know, a few inches, a few miles would change hands and nothing else. And it would just go on and on like that. And so what if you could put your soldiers behind a big hunk of metal that was impervious to bullets, then maybe you could get them across the battlefield. And so tanks were created as a way to, to break through that stalemate. And they sometimes worked and in some ways they were too little too late. Then World War II happens. And by the time World War II comes around, all the thinking on tanks was, well, they are just an armored vehicle for the purpose of supporting infantry movements. And really, the meat and potatoes of an army is the infantry. And so tanks should be dispersed with the infantry evenly as uh, as a support, right? They're kind of like... Uh, Either to protect the infantry, you send the tank ahead and a group of soldiers goes with it uh, as to, to bolster their ranks to provide cover. Or the, the infantry charge and the tank is sort of backing them up and providing fire support. And this is how the British and the French deployed their tanks. But it was actually the German army that first, you've of course heard of the famous tactic now known as Blitzkrieg, right? Which is, it gets a little bit... There are some misconceptions about it, but the main thrust of it is this. Uh, the German tank generals had a new idea, which is instead of sending in tanks piecemeal with the troops, what if we just sent all the tanks together in a group, just the tanks, and just sent them in and said, go and attack as many targets as you can, push as far as you can, don't stop, go as fast as you can, take as much territory as you can, and let the infantry catch up. And it was it was a bold, crazy strategy at the time. And it was risky for a lot of reasons I won't get into. And it, by the way, could have failed. But it turns out it was a devastating form of warfare, especially if your enemy was totally unprepared for this tactic and had deployed their tanks, as I've just described, as support for infantry. Why do I bring this up? Well, there was a huge drawback to this tactic. The drawback was, although all those tanks grouped together could just smash through things, uh, the farther they got, the longer their lines got, and the farther away from fuel and resources they got, and this opened them up to counterattack and essentially being, you know, stuck with uh, no supplies. So 
And this became the new form of warfare, by the way. I mean, this pretty much just set the tone. This is how tanks were to be used. And eventually, uh, good old US and A used those tanks with the Sherman tank to beat back the Nazis, which, uh, you know, ultimately, well, you know, the rest is history. So I bring that up because I was just thinking about that, how that sort of aggressive use of tanks at first, when it was first used, was devastating to the unprepared because it was just this huge, they would just race ahead and do all this damage before anyone had a chance to react. And then eventually armies caught up to that tactic and figured out that that was also a huge drawback because you could create pincer movements and counterattacks against it. So what really saved the troops at Dunkirk uh, when they were trapped at Dunkirk is that uh, the Germany's tanks had to stop and refuel. They had to pause because they'd overextended themselves so much. And I feel like this is almost kind of a metaphor for all the stuff I've been working on. And I have been building funnels and learning marketing and going to workshops and doing all these things. And it's like this just, it's this absolute race ahead, do all this stuff. And I think that I needed to pause for a moment to let, just let myself catch up to all the things I've learned and all the things I'm doing. It sounds weird, but so I'm practicing a lot. I'm, I'm doing a lot of reflection, but I'm feeling good and I'm doing some great internal work that I think is helping me a lot. So I'm giving myself a little credit for all the things that I have done and all the work I have been putting in rather than focusing so much on what I have yet to do. But there's going to be great announcements uh, coming up soon. So I'm Keep tuning in. So with that being said, I have something really special for you. Joining me today is my very good 10X friend, uh, Veronica Sanobova, that I met at the three-day uh, 10X boot camp by Grant Cardone last October, October 2020. Um, actually, we connected in one of the breakout rooms, and we've just been keeping each other accountable to our dreams and goals uh, weekly and and uh, multi-weekly since since then and it's been a really great friendship and i wanted to introduce you to her um she's a she's a life coach and she's got a lot of other things going she teaches english uh she speaks multiple languages she hails from the slovak republic um just a super committed ambitious friend. And one of the things Grant Cardone talks about, one of my mentors, is uh, you got to find other freaks like you. <laughs> and I'm not calling her a freak. But what I'm saying is we're both crazy motivated. We have big dreams and big goals. And that's what those, those are the people you have to find in life. You have to find people that are on the program with you. You do not have time for people that are slowing you down and telling you all the things you need to be afraid of or worried about or that might ruin your plans you know you have i'm not saying you know what i'm saying you need to find people that are on the same page so veronica is one of those people for me she supports me in what i do i support her in what she does and so here's our conversation hi hi veronica how's it going <laughs> it's good this is so much fun welcome to the garrett's log Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I'm very curious what we are going to come up with here. What's the I have topic? no idea. This, this, you're the first guest ever. I know. Oh, I feel so special now. You are special. So what should we discuss? Well, why don't we start with you? Like, tell, tell the vast, just bottomless audience of the Garrett Slog, uh, what, what do you do? And like, what's your, what's your mission? Oh, wow. These are some, some deep questions right there. Well, it's difficult to say what I do at this moment because I find myself in a transition mode 
I've been working as a head of customer service. So I'm very much like a people person, I would say. And recently I found myself um, very much interested in psychology. And I actually am doing an RTT course, which is rapid transformational therapy, which is a very unique therapy by Marissa Peer. And it's connected with hypnotherapy as well. And it's a very unique way of how to actually help people with trauma or, you know, when you want to get rid of those limiting beliefs and such. And so in a couple of months, I should be certified and I would really love to do hypnotherapy or RTT full time. So that's where I'm heading. And but I, I, I don't know, I find myself to be multi-passionate person which is a term created by, by Murray Forleo. She also found herself interested in so many things. And so she came up with this term. When they asked her what was she doing, she, she would say, I'm multi-passionate or multi-passionate. I don't know how you guys pronounce it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm very much interested in marketing and sales, in psychology and therapy. And yeah, so I'm a bit of everything, I'd say. <laughs> Super good yeah. to say. And Veronica Sanobova, so you are offering essentially uh, counseling. Well, what would you what would you call it exactly? Your service? Yeah, I would call it. Yeah, let let's go back to your question. What is my mission? I think my mission is to help people help people open up their hearts because I feel like that's a big issue these days that we try to close off the feelings and everything inside we want to bottle it up and I feel like I have this gift when I can talk to people and they open up easily or they feel safe they feel comfortable and so my mission is to help people open up their hearts and eventually find what is it that they want to do and help them on the journey and be the biggest fan. So yeah. that so would you're, be answer you're, to that question. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say your coaching services basically help people access those unconscious blocks and those limiting yeah. beliefs that are holding them back? So that's exactly. that's your main uh, mission that you're on right now. Is to and yes. you're also developing this into hypnotherapy, right? Yes, it's a, like many people maybe shy away from hypnotherapy because it's kind of scary because we don't know a lot about it usually but the more I study the more more I'm interested in really because it's a very natural state actually it's a like when you when you put your nervous system into sleep and it's also a state when we actually shut down the chitty chatty mind the conscious mind that is kind of trying to sabotage us sometimes and in this state you find yourself actually naturally throughout your day because it's a way to relax it's sometimes when you know you watch tv and you just feel so into whatever it is whatever it is that you are watching when you are transfixed on that one thing that's actually a natural state of of hypnosis and in hypnosis, you can actually access all the the answers you actually have for yourself, and you can access those painful moments of your life, and you can kind of look at them, analyze them, and see how they might have cost whatever they cost, you know? It's very yeah. interesting, really, what people find. <clears throat> um, I had a client, and he actually had this issue that he couldn't put 100% into things. It was as if he was holding himself back and he didn't know why. And we actually found some scenes where he was just, he didn't feel like he was worthy enough. It would be like uh, a scene where his, his parents would just leave him somewhere and he couldn't find them and they didn't care. And it's like, really, it's all about how we, how we create this meaning around certain events in our life. And with hypnotherapy, you can actually access those moments and change that meaning that you created and create a new meaning. And then 
that way you kind of heal that that moment and you are able to to move on so um you know the traditional psychotherapy is all about talking about the problem and with with this technique you actually access the the problem very very fast um like in 15 minutes and then you go and fix it and there you go you know it's very effective it's very fast to the point so i just love it i just love it so very much yeah i can tell and and that's the way i've heard it explained is that kind of a version of of this is that uh our subconscious mind is really like 97 or so percent of everything that's going on and we're in and it's running in the background like a big supercomputer and there's all these little programs if you like that analogy of you know the program maybe is a belief that we have that we're not aware of that's running in the background and it's influencing the way we feel and the things we're doing and what you're doing is you're putting people in a hypnotic state where they're able to uh, access that and then release it. And even sometimes I've noticed just having awareness of one of these unconscious beliefs is enough to clear it. Would you agree with that? Yes, 100%. It's like the it, with hypnotherapy, you are basically like re- reinstalling the software on which you run, basically, and you, you, look at, you look at it and you fix the bugs, we could say, and you just, yeah, you just create a new version of yourself, and, and, and that's it. So, so yeah, okay. uh, so, so I completely uh, agree with what, what you just said. Awesome. Well, let's keep talking. I have to take a quick break. I'm sorry, I didn't budget my time correctly. I have a meeting. But uh, can you okay. can you hang on for a bit? I definitely, yeah, I can. Okay. Here Welcome we are. Back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, talking again with Veronica Sanobova, uh, life coach, hypnotherapist, and just all around great gal. Thank you. That's a beautiful introduction, right there. I know, right? So I wanted to so. How you and I connected is uh, I wanted to ask you about that and talk about it a little bit because you and I have something in common. We're we're huge Grant Cardone freaks. Yes. Is that Just fair like to say? The, I know. 10X, baby. Yeah, 10X. We, yes. You got actually, where who's got my money? Who's got my money? Where is that bag? I gotta go I get that know. bag. Get that, that bag of money. Get that Billy. I'm going to go get that Billy. I'm going to whack it, bag it. I'm going to bring it home. I know. <laughs> I love Tenex. I love Grant Cardone. And I remember our very first conversation, actually, when we talked about Grant for like an hour and we would just keep quoting his quotes. And it was just like an obsession, really. So how yeah, we exactly. met, it's and- funny. Okay, hold that thought. Just for okay. people who don't know, Grant Cardone yes. is a real estate investor and sales uh, genius uh, who wrote the famous book, The 10X Rule, and several other really successful ones like uh, Seller Be Sold, which is like the Bible for salespeople, and my favorite, Be Obsessed or Be Average. Uh, and his whole philosophy is the 10X philosophy. If you don't know what it is, it just means dream big work big, think big, everything big. He's crazy. He's a madman. We love it. So, okay, continue. Yes. I mean, I remember when I found Grant, actually, it was one of his YouTube videos where he was talking about, about this, like he, he would wake up already Like he was already living that big life and being successful and having family, having it all. And he would feel this little, little feeling of depression creeping in. And he just recorded a video about it. And it was so honest. It was so raw. And it it was really captivating. And then I just kept watching everything about him and... Then eventually, I. Well, I haven't seen up. this video. You've got to send me I this will, video. I will send it to you. It's he's sitting in his Rolls Royce, and he's just like, you know what, guys? Like this morning, I had this little feeling 
of depression and and he he's just so honest well you know him how he is um it's a very good video for sure i will i will send it to you and anyway then i would just follow him then and watch every single video about him and eventually i signed up for online boot camp which was last year october was it was it was it october yeah it was october yeah so it was like three days i think it was crazy it was amazing and we we would be actually put into breakout rooms on zoom and in one of the ways i met in one of the rooms i met garrett and he would say like oh i wrote novels and i was just like oh my god this is so interesting (laughs) because i wanted to write a book myself so i really wanted to talk to garrett so i reached out to him then we had a call about rent and then we kept in touch and we actually call every single week and we became accountability buddies so for yeah, anyone exactly. out there, yeah, that's like the best kind of motivation. And every single time I feel I have doubt or I have something on my chest, I just reach out to Garrett and I know he will put me back on track. Aww. And Yeah, it's amazing. And that's exactly how I feel. I know. And Veronica. it's amazing because, you know, sometimes when you set out on the journey of becoming better, it's highly possible that some of your old friends will fall off and maybe they won't really understand your obsession with grants or I don't know they will just not be able to keep up with you at some point and that's yeah, when called naysayers yes yes nice well and, that, and that's it just to back up a little bit you know it was like October 2020 right in the middle of all the shutdowns and the the covid malaise and everyone's like oh what can i do and like all these great conferences were canceled i had you know events that i was planning to go to in the early part of the year were canceled and i was in one of those stages too where i was like really low and kind of depressed and then grant cardone sends this email hey i'm doing a 3 day live boot camp so it's basically it's like a convention but it's all online and I sort of was in this phase where I hated anything online. I'm like, I don't want to do, I just I don't <laughs> want to stare at a computer, but it was Grant. So I was willing to put that aside. And I mean, and I said this when I was in Miami at their headquarters, I said, it was absolutely incredible. I've never seen an event done this way. They had two screens on both sides of the speakers and the screens were, vis- were basically all the Zoom windows of all the people in the Zoom meeting were displayed on both sides. So he could literally walk around like a stage in the center of an arena. And the energy was real. Like you could feel the energy through the screen and they would do like a segment. And then we'd have breakout rooms for like several minutes to do an exercise. And they would just randomly set you up with like six people. And there's hundreds of people at this thing. Thousands actually, it was like 6,000 people. And then they would put you in a breakout room and that's how you and I connected. Yes. We were in a breakout session. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And do you remember how grand, like, the, it was the first day, and I think he was, like, so pumped that he would scream so much that he lost his voice at the very beginning? Yeah, was like, it on in the camp? first five minutes. Yeah, yes. the first five minutes, he screamed himself out. He yes. was like, but it was like, he was firing people up. And I, I told, uh, I told his president of operations at the, at Jared Glant, I was like, I got to tell him in person at the conference or at the workshop, like that, I needed that. Like I needed that so much. You don't even know. And like, he, and that's the thing. I needed that shot in the arm because I was just full of energy after that. And I you know. were just saying, this is, this is what happens is you get excited about something. This is why be obsessed or be average is a must read for anyone who has big dreams because you get you get interested in doing something and you get a big idea and you have big vision for what you want and the very next thing that's going to happen right about the time you get really excited and you start to get some momentum it's almost precisely that moment when someone you know probably someone you care about or love and or love well both i guess it <laughs> will tell you like, oh, are you sure that's a good idea? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, who is this Grant person you're listening to? Are you in a cult? Oh, I don't like that. I basically. know. 
Yes, I had the same reaction. It was like my parents were like, what's up with all these conferences of yours? You are glued to the computer. You don't even like come downstairs anymore. And I was just like, oh my God, you don't understand. Like this is 10X. And I was just so pumped, but I couldn't talk about <laughs> it with them because I I know like they would think I'm crazy. So I just like had to keep it up, <laughs> keep it to myself. Yeah, you got it. But what they don't see is that you're connecting with, you know, I mean, you were at that conference for three days. And of course, yeah. in your time zone, you had to do it late at night. But you're yeah. there with thousands of people around the world and you're and you're networking and you're you're getting energy. You're being taught valuable like techniques for success. Like that's what people don't see. Yes. Right. So, I mean, it was spectacular. I have to say this event and then I would actually be part of some different conferences. And I was just like, is this a joke? Like, <laughs> like I couldn't even compare it to brand. Like, the, what, what they oh, I bring know. to the table, table the, the value. I, 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 was just, I was just shocked. Like, nobody could keep up with them. And that's when I realized, it's actually what brand says all the time. He's like, choose one person and listen to that one person because you will get confused if you listen to you know more more people and and it's true like I found myself maybe doing somebody else's free challenges or something and I just kept uh, comparing them to grants and they couldn't measure up I was just like no 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 you guys need to 10x you guys need to 10x so I know I've, I've never had a mentor that his response to everything is go faster. <laughs> I, I know. Promote you know, more. I, I've never, like... never heard that someone would actually, you know, because what, what, what's actually hit me with friend, the connection point with him for me was that first video that I, I, I listened to because he would touch on bipolar there because he would, he was diagnosed with bipolar actually. And I struggled with bipolar for like a decade. And when he told me like, if you are bipolar or labeled bipolar or whatever, it just means you have like this massive energy that you need to put into whatever it is that you want to accomplish. And that's when it hit me. And I was just like, yes, yes. And that's when he said, you get depressed because you are not doing enough. You know, you are not doing enough of things and that's that's so true so I just listened to him ever since and I just never felt better really in my life you know one of his best chapters in be obsessed or be average is the one I think it's that book maybe it's 10x rule he talks about going to the doctor and how he he hates going to the doctor because he goes (laughs) to the doctor and the doctor's like well for a man of your age you work too hard he's like no I don't I work fine. He's like, well, th- this is going to have a, a, a negative impact on your health. He's like, meanwhile, this person doesn't even know me, doesn't know what I'm doing. You know, she just basically, I, th- I think he's basically saying that the doctor was concerned about him. They, they took all of his vitals and she basically said, wow, you are in excellent health. How, how can you possibly do that? You should be under a lot of stress. And he's like, I'm not stressed. I'm doing <laughs> He's like, I don't have stress. And, he, and his point was kind of that, like, you go to the doctor and they're just, they, they will find problems. Like, if you go to the doctor yes. to find problems, they're going to find problems. And I I think one, it's not that I'm anti-doctor or any of that. I just, I think when you have an issue, you got to deal with it. But for me, I just, I've struggled with anxiety and depression. And I think part of that is just sitting in it all the time. And I, I actually... Yeah. Before I ever heard of Grant, like I was going to a counselor regularly. He was a nice guy and he helped me a little bit. And I, we did our therapy sessions. And after a while, though, I just was like, you know what? I'm done with this guy. It wasn't any, it wasn't like he, he did anything wrong exactly. I just sat there thinking, like, what am I getting out of this? Am I, is anything moving the needle here on how I feel? And I'm yes. like, no. Yes, I but know. I, I felt just, exactly the same way. And the problem is, like, I would, I would talk to one therapist, and she was just like, you know, we just need to. You have this extreme mood or whatever, and she was just like, maybe we just need to. We, we, you just need to learn how to operate on an average kind of level, 
<laughs> when I when, when she mentioned awards average, I was just like, "Are We're you done here. kidding me?" <laughs> I was We're done. done. Yeah. I never walked back again, and that's absolutely against what Grant is actually talking about. And I think if if people would actually address depression and all these mental health issues the way he's addressing it, then, I mean, <laughs> there wouldn't be really any mental health issues at all because people would operate on, on, on the level of massive action, which, you know, which actually helps you to, to, to feel better about yourself because at the end of the day, you want to go, at the end of the day, you just want to go to sleep with the feeling that you did everything that you could and that you did everything you were supposed to do because you always know what you always know what to do it's just the question of how you manage your time um and this is actually what Ty Lopez says like you you know what you are supposed to do and once you do it then you feel good about yourself and when you don't do it then you feel bad about yourself it's actually very easy <laughs> in a way yeah. Well, I, I think one thing that he hit upon with with this, you know, what his point is that a lot of people have, they've either given up on something they wanted or they've given up on a dream that they had. And in order to make that okay, they've, you know, they, they go, they look for ways to play smaller in life and to be average yeah. because it's painful. It was painful for me to face that reality of like, what have I given up on? And I literally, when I went through that book, that was like one of the first things. I'm like, okay, what have I given up on in life? And I found so many things that I'd given up on, even going back to being a child. Like I had crazy, I, I was crazy kid. I wrote like stories all the time and I, I was very outgoing. I was a ham, put a camera in front of me. And of course I, I had to perform. And I, and, and like over the years, so much of that went away because I started like suppressing it in order to, as you put it, I just needed to find a way to fit in with an average quote unquote world to put it the way your therapist put it. And Grant is the first person I've ever come to who said, no, 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 no. Your problem was you needed to be louder. Your yes. problem was you needed to be more crazy and you needed to find other people as, as one of my favorites you need to find other freaks like you. <laughs> I know. I mean, his book has a picture of him sitting on his plane. And I love it because he's like, dude, just admit it. You're crazy. I listen to the audio because he reads it. It's, you have to listen to the audio. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. I admit love it. You're crazy. You bought a picture. You bought a book with a picture of a guy on a plane. You are insane. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're exactly he's, right. He's just so himself. And it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, with him you actually he gives you permission to be yourself and to be the, the, the yeah I just yeah we could talk that, about Grant forever I mean right and I think <laughs> that's a good place though to kind of bring it home because you're probably wondering like why is a coach and a writer you know talking about this crazy real estate sales guy and it's like because yeah. that's the point you know he has a message about be yourself loudly and lean, you know, you just, if you're an obsessed person, that's not a bad thing. You just need to make sure that your obsessions are the good obsessions because yes. we all have good things that we're obsessed with and be having that freedom to be yourself is also, yes. you know, he, he has a great quote. It doesn't take courage. It doesn't take money to make money. It takes courage to make money. Exactly, and, I, and you can never be broke because you always have courage and and oh, discipline, yeah. and you know, I, I I just like one day I will meet Uncle G, and I will just thank him really for changing my life, and I think that's what we we should all strive for, you know, to become that Tenex inspiration and to actually change people's lives and to change it by that massive action that he talks about, which when you really start doing that, people will notice. It's like, and it's whatever you decide to do, choose a social media. Well, not choose a social media, choose all social media and be crazy and put massive action and just go live and just put content there. 
and people will notice and what happens is actually that people will will ask you like they they ask me now veronica do you sleep like you are still there i open up facebook you're there you're kind of annoying and that's you know <laughs> what what uncle g is actually talking about once you create that massive that level of massive action in your life people will notice and they will start making comments and he actually tells you this will happen and that's awesome just keep going that's a good sign and usually what happens is some people maybe take it as a sign of oh my god maybe i'm too annoying maybe i'm too much there you know but no 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 that's actually what you need to do in order to be omnipresent and if 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 you know Grant Cardone, you, you know exactly what we are talking about. This is like the the rules of success we we just we just talk about here. So it's one of the ways. To... Well, I think one one thing people are afraid. I think what happens is, and this is true of myself, and it's a thing I've had to learn. Is like people will encounter resistance or problems, and then they'll quit, and they will yeah. take you know in in like just take a sales example you know, people will take a rejection of a sale as that's the end of it. And it's like, it's never the end of it. You cannot fail if you don't quit. And I know you're yes. kind of in your, you're kind of carrying that message with your coaching. And in many ways, I think that's kind of what's guiding a lot of my efforts with my writing is, is I am one of his big principles is sell. You need to be sold on your product. And, you know, how did, how did I wind up at the boot camp? Like I wound up at the boot camp because I wrote this book and I self-published it. And then I would listen to all these other people about how to market it and how to get sales and how to rise in the bestseller ranks on Amazon. And it was just all so frustrating to me. And I, I, I think because I, I was felt like I was wearing two hats. I'm an artist and I'm this marketer something or other. I'm also acting as my publisher. And I think, what cuts through all that noise is I started looking at it as I have a product. Now, how do I sell it? And when I discovered Grant, it's like the next, what I realized was I need to get sold on it. And so yes. part of my mission is to create stories that are going to bring value to people's lives. And I think it just opened up a whole world, you know, with what I'm doing with galaxy born and Blood and Oak is I'm and other stories I have ideas for is I'm realizing now that like I'm not just a writer, I'm a content creator and I'm building something that I want to expand on. So Yeah. I know what does that resonate for you at all? Like I mean what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think what you're actually doing with your newest book is actually revolutionary and I am writing a book myself and this is actually what Grant says, like you need to sell your book before you write it. You have to sell your online course before you create it. And there's a completely different approach to, to things. And I mean, you are going to actually sell your book before you write it. And then you will kind of send people what you write on the on the go and I feel that's 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 just it just blows my mind. It's just so amazing. And commit you know, first so many and figure people, it out like, later. Especially writers like you wouldn't believe how many books there are written about writer's block. And I don't think you will you will have a writer's block if you choose to sell your book as you write it, you know, it's impossible for you to get stuck because you just have to write it. Like there is no excuse in the world, you know? And I just, I just feel that's like one, ten, one more 10x thing that you decided to do. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I'm still like, it. that's scary though. It's like, uh, it is. I, there's a, it's a fear I have to overcome and I, I've come a long way and I think one of, I think one of the things that people like us tend to get, we, we, are doing so much and we're doing, we're working so hard. We start racing ahead sometimes and, and we forget to like, take the time to, to praise ourselves for the things we're doing. Yes. 
I, think know, what, I was actually I... thinking about it even the other day. Like I injured my back lately and I had to be in bed like for five days or so. And I would be reading, I would be watching like Peaky Blinders and stuff. And it's a great at show. some point, I know. And then I would like, I would get this little feeling of, Really, maybe like a little bit like like Grant would describe in that first video that I discovered about him, about like like a little sneaky depression kind of like voice in my head that would say, "Oh, so you are like, you know, enjoying yourself, like laying down the whole day, not being productive." <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh my God, stop!" Like it, it's just like imagine I went for a holiday, I would be just relaxing as well like what's the difference I need to just address this pain and just relax and maybe (laughs) you know but but I couldn't believe like how fast that little voice will creep back in but I just like shut it down and I was just like no way I just sometimes you really just need to you know relax really and acknowledge that maybe for the last couple of months you've been going nonstop and yeah so so I don't totally understand what you're saying that um we need to really acknowledge the successes and that's what actually well Grant has a solution for that and um, he says we should write down the daily success stories you know I woke up on time I beat up the sun (laughs) I beat beat the sun up up. (laughs) see that's it (laughs) Beat up the sun is a different thing in English. Oh, okay. Beat the sun That's up. like beat up as in I beat someone up. Oh, no. Like a boxer. But no. he'd probably like that, too. He'd probably be like, yeah, I beat up the sun. Yes. I think he means it in that way as well. So really write down those things that you actually accomplished. And that gives you a deep sense of, you know, like, okay, I'm on the right path. And do you actually remember what you accomplished. And once you start to write it down, you'll be surprised how many things you actually accomplished in a day. I, you know, I am doing that and I'm, I am keeping track of how many hours I work and I'm being generous with what I include in that. And it's actually been kind of a game changer already. Cause like when I'm generous with it, meaning anything I consider work towards a goal, a dream I have, whether it's fitness, writing, building my sales funnel, my day job, and the things I have going with that, all of it. Anything that's like basically TV and video games, like the only two things I'm excluding these days. <laughs> and what I found is like, oh, wow, I put in 10 hours on Monday, 11 hours on Tuesday. I basically did, this might be a little too generous, but I basically put 15 hours for yesterday because Whoa. I came home and it, even though, uh, yeah, I know, it was a suggestion by uh, a coach of mine to coach, do that. By your coach, yes, to actually track your time when you actually yeah, work my, on your projects, yeah. Yeah. It's actually my sobriety coach, Dave Andrews, like one of the authors of the 30-Day Sobriety Solution. And like, yeah, that was like the suggestion is like, be generous with yourself. And I realized that I, and, and he included this, you know, when you're thinking about your story and you're working on it in your head, like include that. And so I'm, I'm just doing that. I'm a little nervous about doing that, but I'm doing it anyway. And I realized yeah. that like, even though I wasn't writing, I really was working through a problem in my head and I kind of came up with something cool and I took notes on it, you know, and I was like, yeah. you know, all that time I spent thinking about it, I was working That's through an it. actual work. Yes, I know. I know. I know. We should just give ourselves credit sometimes. So have you heard of a book called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It by Kamal Ravikant? I've heard of it, but but I I didn't read it yet, no. So this is Kamal Ravikant. Okay, so tell me about it. It's called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. Well, (laughs) I will say this is probably the most difficult personal development book I've ever like tried to apply Mm -hmm. in my own life which should tell you something Uh, and because to me I I was I definitely I I guess maybe an unconscious or a limiting belief that's always kind of stuck in my mind is is this belief about oh you know don't don't be so mushy and touchy-feely and that's kind of how I feel 
when I practice it. But basically the book is about practicing telling yourself that you love and accept yourself. Mm -hmm. And I can't even believe how, how vital it is. In a, and, you know, I, I realize now that when you look at people like Grant Cardone too, uh, they practice loving themselves and it's what informs like all the amazing things that they do. So I'm, I'm practicing that. I think so. I, I recommend it if you, because his whole philosophy is, you know, when you're in a dark room and you want the darkness to go away, you don't try and fight the darkness, you turn on a light. And so his whole philosophy mm -hmm. is, you know, when you have those feelings like oh, I'm laying in bed, right. And I'm not doing enough. Instead of trying to fight those feelings, practice, you know, loving yourself, which is like basically saying, I love myself or yes. I love me. I know it sounds super, see, it's like, it's hard. It's no. uncomfortable. Like I want this to become comfortable. I want to become yes. just, I want it to be, you know, I want someone to catch me doing these practices and say, wow, that's weird. What's that guy doing? And I want to, and totally just be comfortable with that because we should all, we all need love. And the first person we all need love from is ourselves. Yes. Would you agree? And sometimes it's really, yeah, hundred percent. And what do we actually? I think it's it could be helpful to actually share this. That the other day we we had a call. We would try to finish up the sentence like "I love myself because," and you'd come up with the like with the most beautiful um, sentences like "I love myself because I have a scientific mind" or "because I love science <laughs> and space." And there are so many, you know, like you would find all these unique parts of yourself, and that's exactly what we should acknowledge and be aware of really and i think yeah. with um, you know gratitude journal and writing your 10x goals and daily successes i think i will i will put in this as well like i love myself because whatever <laughs> you know um yeah I, th I think it's just so so important to like you said and, you know, to start would... from yourself yeah yeah, totally. And I would add to that, you know, I love myself no matter what. Like that was, uh, it's in my podcast today, uh, along with our talk that I was looking in there today and I was feeling kind of crummy about not hitting the number on the scale I wanted to hit. And I usually mm -hmm. don't know how to handle that emotion. And so today I just said, I love myself in the mirror, which is part of the exercise. And I just added win, lose or draw. I love myself. And it was amazing oh, how good that felt because it's not just about loving yourself conditionally. It's about loving yourself unconditionally. And I couldn't believe yes. it, but my sobriety coach told me, well, if you drink, make sure that while you're drinking, you say, I love myself while I'm drinking. And I couldn't yes. believe it. I couldn't believe it I because I thought like, how can he say that? But his whole point was you've learned that love is conditional for you and he's like and you need to yes. unlearn that and i'm yes. and so i'm practicing it and so yeah win lose or draw no oh, i love, I love that yeah i mean um this whole concept of unconditional love is i think you know our parents like they grew up especially like i mean my parents and i think yours as well they grew up around like all these duties that you have to do and uh, I feel like I also set up myself for this whole conditional thing of you know uh, my parents will love me when I do this or that and that's just so silly and we really yeah. need to unlearn that yeah so yeah. And, it's... But it, and it takes time it takes time you cannot do it overnight obviously well said. Yeah. I, and I love the, I love myself because exercise, because I didn't even <laughs> think of those things until you suggested I do that. So I, I that's yeah. a good one. And there are, we got to get sold on the product. That's Grant's way of saying it. Like you need to sell yes. yourself on the product and the product well, is you. It's yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I um, strongly suggest everyone to 
Google 10x goals and what it means and how to create them, or maybe sometimes we can talk about it. But basically, you create these massive goals that that will motivate you to create that massive action. And as I was writing my goals, I would actually realize that sometimes some goal would become irrelevant to me, and there would there would be a moment in a day where a new goal, a more motivating goal, would actually strike me and I would write it down. And and I think it's beautiful. Like when like the other day I actually realized like I would love to have a brand, like a clothing brand. And I became so excited about it because with Penex you have like there is no limit, right? You never make the dream smaller. Never downsize your goals. Exactly. And once you write those goals down, like, um, like I own a home by the ocean that is debt free, debt free. That's actually one of Grant's goals as well, which he accomplished already. Uh, but I stole that one from him. But so many <clears throat> oh, that's a good uh, other goals. It's 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 just amazing what it does with your day and with your mood. And yeah, I just I just feel lucky to be to be part of the next movement really and to to be able to spread his message because so many people don't know about him yet i love it good advice yeah embrace the tedx mindset and you'll meet amazing yes. awesome people that share share your passion like veronica sanabova yes. yes that's a treasure really to find people who get you and get get you know the that's that you strive for success, that you want more, and that you, you know, like Grant in, um, I think it was the last year, the next, well, the the conference, how is it, what's the name of the conference? It's not 10X. It was the, it was the 10X it? Live Boot Camp. That was what it was called. Yes, but I mean the live event. Oh, the new one. The one oh, yes. GrowthCon in uh, growth, the growth Yeah, GrowthCon. Yes. GrowthCon in Well, I, I was, you can actually buy the the access to to this event like the recordings and i was watching the recordings and when grant was having his speech the very first speech to open up the event he said finally i feel like i'm doing um how did he put it do you remember what he said it's like finally i'm doing something worthy where finally i'm doing something which um, I, I don't remember. I mean, I, it was... I really can't. It was some like like he was trying to basically say like finally I'm doing something that matches my potential or something that is big enough. Yeah. And like he had tears in his eyes. It was like I have to find that video and send it to you. It's it's that's, just that's it was awesome. brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, because his well, his... you are going for the conference. When is the conference? In March, yeah. I'm, I'm actually. In March. It's not gonna be. It's not long. It's like only a month away now. So, and so yeah. I'm excited. Well, what time is it there yeah, th- in the Slovak Republic? Right now, right yeah. now it's uh, ten thirty p.m. Oh, it's actually. You know, I thought it was. I thought it was later. I got the numbers. No, wrong, no, but... it's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, so this you are has going been... to the conference. Yes, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Yeah. Oh, well, that it... will be huge. That will be just huge. And it's going to be a smaller crowd this year. Uh, but it's, it's going to be a big event. And by the way, the virtual, he's offering a virtual ticket now. So like... Uh, yes, could... and he's offering it for... I already bought it and it's like 97 but then he gives you like you get actually the conference for free and then he gives you like 97 dollars to actually spend in his store i think yeah you get a 97 dollar store credit yeah Yeah. it's awesome i i got it for my sister as a birthday present that's that's crazy oh that's a beautiful gift right there well Well, veronica sanabova i gotta run but it has been, yes. this has been the, fir- thank you for coming on the podcast. It was wonderful. Yeah, it's my You're pleasure. wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having me anytime. And where can, uh, where can people find your, 
uh, coaching services, like your face, your main page? Is it your Facebook page? Yes, it's, it's my Facebook page. It's my Instagram. Just hit me anywhere you find me, Twitter, and we can just set up um, um, a session and and figure out what is it that's stopping you from your greatness. Yeah, that's Veronica with a K, Sanobova, ultimate yeah. life coach, hypnotherapist. Thank you. Thank you for for having me. And I talk to you soon, Garrett. Good all luck right. with this podcast. You it's too. amazing. I listen to it all the time. I know. You're like my, you're my number one listener. <laughs> I know. I all know. right. Well, we're going to talk more. We got exciting 10x yes, things on I the know. horizon. So we do. We do. All I'll right. talk to you soon, Garrett. Take right. care. Garrett's log supplemental. I had a interesting realization this morning when I was getting ready for my day. I've been doing this new technique that has been suggested to me by both things I've read and recent coaching from my sobriety coach. And it's from a book, well, it's a general principle, but it's also found in a book that I'm reading called uh, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. And that's by Kamal Ravikant. I highly recommend it if you struggle with any kind of depression, anxiety, or addiction. Get that book. It's probably, if you're anything like me, it'll probably be the most uncomfortable personal development work you've ever done at first, but the daily practice is to say to myself, no matter what I'm doing, even if I'm drinking, I love myself. And it's amazing how difficult it is. We can say I love you to so many people in our lives, but to say it to ourselves, it's amazing how hard that is. It feels strange and well it shouldn't feel strange it should actually feel more natural than anyone else we're speaking to so there's no one in the world that we spend more time with who's always going to be there with us than ourselves so anyway I was doing my daily practice of using that affirmation in the mirror by the way, it's really uncomfortable sharing this. It's hard enough just doing it when I'm alone, but uh, but I think it's important and I want to share it because it's part of the journey that I'm on and it turns out it might be the most necessary part of my journey. So I'm looking in the mirror, I'm doing the practice and I had just weighed myself and if you know anything about me, you know that I'm a bit obsessed with my I'm very obsessed with my fitness goals, and I am at this moment trying to lose, you know, a couple more pounds to really get to my ideal body fat percentage of something like 8%, which is ambitious, and I'm aware of that. Um, I did not get the number on the scale this morning that I wanted, and I have some dials in my regimen I have to turn. The point is this, my normal reaction when I don't get the result I want on the scale is something ranging from trembling disappointment, maybe a better way to put it is teeth gritted disappointment, but bearing it, to complete sobbing breakdown and or rage, punching a pillow, I get so angry. Who am I angry with? I'm angry with myself. I didn't, I didn't hold to the plan. And I think part of it is fitness is one of the hardest goals in the world because, you know, if your goal is to write so many words on a page, you know, if you write a hundred words, you've written a hundred words. No matter what else happens, those hundred words are there unless your computer gets erased or something. But with fitness, your gains can be erased after, you know, almost immediately. So your, your, 
it's like anything you achieve in fitness, it's immediately not permanent. It's just a feeling I have. It's actually not, I mean, truthfully, any goal is really like that. You can write a hundred words and then write a hundred more and discover that the first hundred words wasn't what you really wanted to say. And, you know, a lot of writers are quite familiar with the fact that they are going to toss out whole chapters they've written. I've certainly have. And that's not a fun feeling. And that feels like going backwards, but it's really not, but it feels that way for me anyway. So I'm looking in the mirror and I'm saying the practice and I'm thinking about how frustrated and angry I am that I didn't hit my numbers on the scale. And so I modified the affirmation instead of saying, I, I kind of, I do two variations. I love you, Garrett. Oh, this feels so weird to tell you this. I love you, Garrett. Or, and I'm looking into my own eyes in the mirror, by the way, lovingly, adoringly, actually. I'm serious about that. I try to be as adoring as if it were, never mind. Uh, so I look in my eyes and I say, I love you, Garrett. Or I love myself. I kind of go back and forth to see which one makes me feel it more, because the goal is to feel it to actually feel the love. And what I've noticed is that I will, I will feel it a little more when I say, I love you, Garrett. So I'm saying that to myself, still feeling angry and disappointed about what I saw on the scale that I didn't make much progress. At least I feel like I didn't. I probably did. It's just, it's averages, you know. But, it, but that's not the point, you know, the data never helps me when I'm feeling that. When I try to, like, remind myself the logic of it, you know, as long as it's going down on average, you're, you're winning. Talk to your trainer today. Ask him what you should do differently, blah, blah, blah. It's like none of that makes me feel better when I'm in that emotional state. So that's why I was doing the practice. And so I just modified it to... I. Win, lose, or draw, I love you. And then I said, win, lose, or draw, Garrett, I love you. And I just kept repeating that. I love you, Garrett, win, lose, or draw. And every now and then this happens when I'm doing the practice, and this is one of those times I got emotional. Like I, it literally felt like someone telling me it's okay you're enough so it was powerful and then I had this realization I realized that a lot of the characters in my stories Blood and Oak in particular the, the friendships they have are built around this idea of they love each other win lose or draw succeed or fail they'll be there for one another. You know, Ethan and John have that friendship. John and Melisande have that friendship. You know, that's kind of my trinity of characters in uh, the first two Blood and Oak novels. And they have that relationship. And I've often, as I've written those characters, wondered what place in my soul those characters come from. And I think, as I was looking in the mirror, I suddenly realized I have been writing in my characters the unconditional love for each other that I have been needing from myself. Because it's the unconditional love that I long to experience. And I was like, whoa. Whoa, bro. That's deep. It's true. Boy, is art powerful. It taps into things that are so much greater than we are. It taps into truths that are longer lived than we are. Art is almost a kind of expression of genetic memory. Now, genetic is all sciency and clinical. It's ancestral memory. It's 
a kind of heritage. You know, we speak in the same languages, the language of the hero's journey, the language of the adventure, the language of the friendship, the language of the lover. Whatever form of art that is, music, painting, poetry. Bob Dylan believed that the lyrics of his songs didn't come from him, but rather that he plucked them out of the universe, that they were already there, just existent in the universe, and all he was doing was listening and writing them down, catching them as they drifted by in the ether and writing them down. I've always loved that description because I like to think that I have a similar experience. I like to think that my characters truly do come from somewhere else, somewhere outside of me. And I think on some level they, they simply do because I wasn't experiencing that love, but I knew that I needed it and I knew that I wanted to, and it just expressed itself in the, on the page. So we are capable of giving ourselves that love that we're seeking. I don't know that I ever believed that before, but I'm starting to. So I will continue the practice.